Oh, live, live. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube live chat, and uh, I can respond to your questions and comments today. And good morning, everybody here again. It's amazing that you're here. Thank you for coming. I, uh, um, a lot of stuff I want to cover, but of course, I want to hear from you first, uh, because I don't want you to just come to church and then hear my preaching and then you go home with your same problems all right so if anybody have any questions or anything let me know just let me know okay that's good yeah yes sir so um i have a question about emotional attachment yes um, um one of the things i've noticed about myself is i have an emotional attachment to work not even not even success yeah just to just to work work becomes the answer to a lot of things Things are going bad, just go to work. Um, things aren't well at home, just go to the office. Um, and so one of the things I've noticed about emotional attachments is that there's really no end to them. Um, you, there's always more of what you yeah, that's right. want. Or, but there is an end if you can overcome it, and you well, can't overcome it. That's the issue. You right. know? And then and the other part is it seems that emotional attachments are interrelated. I could have an emotional attachment to work. Yeah. But then it can get replaced with an emotional attachment to something else. It's still that same mechanism that's working. That's right. You still feel crappy the same exact way when it's taken away from you. And so the question is what? Well, I don't know. I just like your insights into it. I just I, uh, I, I've noticed it about myself, and I noticed that the, the the pain that you feel when an emotional attachment is threatened. Yeah. is the same across all emotional attachments. Uh, it, um, if you have a child that's not behaving properly, it hurts the same way yeah. as getting fired. Because it's no different than using drugs to escape. Yeah. You know, people use work to escape. And you made the point when you open up with your statement, uh, if, you, if things are not right at home, you go to work. If things are not right somewhere else, you, you, you go to work. Because you're not dealing with life. You've got to deal with it in order to overcome it. And so you're using work to escape the conflict. You got to start yeah, facing it. Yeah, but it feels it. the opposite, though. It feels like by working, I'm going to fix it. It right. feels exactly. But the that's opposite. what drugs feel like too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like you got to fix it, but you're not. You're so that's what to, an alcoholic feels like. I yes. have a drink, I'll fix same it. Same thing. Is that it? Yeah, it's the same spirit, and it's not going to change until, let's say, something happened at home. You got to stay there and face it, and deal with it, and overcome it. And I noticed that in the white community, uh, work is very important to white. Education and work is very important. Right. And a lot of white people are addicted to work. And that's it's a form of, you know, it's a trauma, too, because the parents, for some reason, didn't balance it out. I think uh, with white people, they like to live first class. And so they make sure they get a good education and they get good jobs so everything can be first class. Right. You know, so yeah, it's a trauma true. that you have to overcome. And the way to overcome it is to just face it. You know, deal with it. Take the pain of it. It's so amazing. But you got to take the pain. Uh, and don't, uh, people tend to run away from the pain with medication, with all kinds of stuff. But just take it and you'll overcome it. All right, thanks. And don't, don't name it or anything. Just take it. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah and then I know you exactly what it. you mean. Yeah. Yeah, you give it a name, and all of a sudden you can put it on a box on a shelf, and yeah. it comes right back out of the box later. Do not name your issues. 
Don't call it depression. Don't call it uh, whatever name you call it, right? Just notice it and take it without any opinion about it, and it will pass. And it'll feel like something is dying, and that something is dying, it's not you, it's your ego in that fallen state. And then you shall live. Isn't that amazing? It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, right over here with the hat. Don't forget to watch his afro. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, I'm my enemies, okay, it's hard to pray for them and forgive them because the part of me still want to get them. But this God in me won't allow me to get them, but I still feel like getting them. So how do I overcome that part? By forgiving them. Don't hold any grudges, and then you'll be free from it. You know, you've done things to people that you regret it, right? And you couldn't help yourself. Is that right? Speaking to the mic. Yes. Yeah. yeah you're absolutely right. Uh, that's it's, why come I feel like I don't deserve his grace and his mercy because I did so many bad things in my past. But despite yeah. that, he still forgives me. That's right. And likewise, you should do that for others and you'll be free from it. They couldn't help themselves. This your first time here? Yes. What's your name? Corley. Corley. Welcome to the, to the church service. Thank uh, you. Yeah, just forgive them for it. Don't hold it in grudges. And also stop judging yourself as well. That's why you've been doing those things over and over again. You have an opinion about it and you don't have a right to have an opinion about it. You are not God. So you shouldn't have an opinion about yourself at all. That makes sense. Yeah. So stop having an opinion and forgive them and you'll be fine. Thank you. Are you doing the prayer? Uh, My silent prayer? I'm, I'm Come again? I have a silent prayer. Are you doing that? I never. Uh, yeah. I never heard of that before. Yeah, it's online. Um, I don't. I, my life's so complicated. I don't even do that. I'm not even front of the state, so I don't even go online and on that yet. I have other <laughs> issues I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> um, like what, for an example? Like my uh, benefit from the VA that do uh, since '83. I'm working on that. Uh, oh, okay. And it's been really difficult because where I'm from, in one, one of the last states to free the slaves. And it's hard for me to get my benefits there. So I had to come way out here to get my benefits. Okay. Well, if you get past that anger, just relax. And you'll go through it. It'll start working out. We'll show you how to get the prayer before you leave, all right? Thank you. Yeah, we'll show you what to do. Don't leave until one of the guys show you how to get it. Okay. All right? All right. I'm glad you made it, man. Thank you. Right on. Anybody else? So, right here. Uh-oh, now you can see the afro really well. <laughs> I like it when it comes down further and further. All right. So, I had a conversation the other day, and I was curious on your, on your position. Uh, I was talking to somebody about abortion, and I mentioned earlier... Um, and I kind of I mentioned my stance on it, and the response from this girl was, "It's my body, so it's my choice." And to be honest, I had I couldn't really I felt I didn't have a response to that. Really? 
Yeah. And Beta. So I went on, yeah. Well, I went on Google. No, I mean, I told her. It's... Beta. <laughs> a man without a response is a beta. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it's yeah. a, a, I don't know if it's a compelling one, but, you know, I, I said that it's, it's, yeah, my body, my choice. I didn't have a response to that one. To, the first to, to response really. should have been, how did you create this body? Tell me how you formed your own body. And if she could have told you how she made it and formed it and made it alive, then you would have been right. Yeah, it is your body. But it's not her body. It's just a saying. It's a way to deny the truth. It's not her body. Our bodies are not our own. You know, so she's lying. It's just a nice little saying. So even if, even if they don't <coughs> believe in God, then... Does that change? It's, no, it's still, it's still not her body. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Satan might be her father, but her body belongs to God. Yeah. It's the temple of God. That's why we shouldn't be putting on tattoos and all that kind of stuff, because you're defiling the temple of God, right? You live in this body, and you're supposed to take care of it in the same manner that you would your home that you live in. But the world have told us, oh, it's my body, my choice, and it sounds good, but it's just another saying from the children of the lie. That's why we have to stop using their language. We can't say and speak the way that they do because they're lying. And we got to put the truth on it. So just say, you're lying, it's not yours. All right? That makes sense? That's a good one. Yeah, it's a lie. It's just another lie. Yeah. It's the same as this lie about racism, sexism. Homophobia is um, Islamophobia is um, deadbeat dad is um, <laughs> it's all lies all the time, and they're doing what they're supposed to do is to deceive you. Where will we do what we're supposed to do? Is shine the light on the lie. I mean, it's I just find it strange because in that same conversation you had another guy that was agreeing with her and Beta. I was like, yeah, I was like, man, I, 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 I guess there's different uh, varying well, he's degrees been because I too. Yeah, and yeah. so I was like, man, I mean, just guys, men, don't have this kind of... Uh, Most men response. are girls nowadays, so we have to bring yeah. them back. That's why we get them to go and forgive so they can come back to their natural self. That's why the world falling apart because men are weak. Uh, so we got to get them back. It's coming back, too. I, I, I feel it, too. Yeah, it's happening. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Um, so a few days ago, I think on Tuesday, yeah, on Tuesday, we had this thing at our school called Drum Corp Tryouts, and I was trying out for the lead one, Snare, and so I tried out, and I messed up a little bit, but then I was like, okay, that's okay. So then when I went to sleep uh, that night, I had a dream, and it was about, like, so there is a... Um, there was a paper, and it just said everybody that got in, and my name wasn't on it. And then in my like in the dream, I was like, oh, I wasn't good enough. But then in my head, like as I was dreaming, I was like, don't think of it, doubt it, doubt it, doubt <laughs> every right. single thought. I was like, do what Jesse says, doubt every single thought. So I was just like, doubt it, doubt. And then five seconds later, it just like the whole dream disappeared. Yeah. And then another dream came, and I was like, wow. And then the day that he told us. I got in, and I was like, exactly, and I was like, and then I looked, I was like, I looked at the floor, I said, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna do nothing to me, I'm my own person, so, yeah. That's right, yeah. 
Right on. You know, a, a major problem that human beings have is the inability to wait and let things work out. Have you noticed that? Whenever something comes, you want a quick reaction and you want it now. And especially if it's something negative. You know what I'm saying? Let's say you stole the money from mama and she found out, oh, wow, you stole my money. Right away, you want to solve that problem right away. She's like, I'm going to tell your dad you stole the money. And so rather than relaxing in it and allowing it to work out, just knowing you were wrong for doing it, you try to fix the problem. And what you do is create other problems because you're unwilling to take the pain and overcome. But if you learn to wait, it's going to be amazing. But as, and your father, the devil, doesn't want you to wait. He's always telling, oh, you got to do it now. You're going to end up in jail. You know, they're going to this or that. You're going to be embarrassed. And so you try to resolve the problem. Stop that. When you're wrong, hey, because 99.9% of the time, the problems that we get, receive, we're, we're at fault about it. We allow it to happen or we bring it upon ourselves. We really do. So just relax and take it and overcome. That's what it means to be still and know God. Stop reacting. It's so amazing. All right? So right on. Real good. Yes, Raymond. Then I got to talk to lock your door. Good morning, Jesse. Hey, Raymond. Uh, I don't know if I told you this, but I received the strangest compliment from a couple of my co-workers. They told me that whenever I walk past them, I carry myself like a so uh, soldier. It's like some. Uh, it's like somehow they saw some sort of uh, some sort of inner strength. They rarely see it. They rarely see. Now I was wondering, uh, wondering where that's. If I do have something like this, uh, what kind? Of, uh, where does this form of character is coming from? I have no idea. <laughs> well, keep doing it. <laughs> but I can't answer that. Amazing. Lock your door. So, lock your door when uh, a lot of those, what do you call those things that you draw? Memes. Yeah, it's called memes, I guess. A lot of those memes you see come from lock your door. Isn't that amazing? And uh, so you went and dealt with your mother, right? Yeah, well, I had, I had done it on the phone right. and we went up there, yeah, right after. So, it went well. I, I don't see a lot of change with her, necessarily. I mean, right. Do you, do you notice anything different? Well, don't expect anything to change with her. Yeah, it's I know. It's for you. Right. Yeah. But I do have, the only problem so, I have But is let's start here first. So you're on the phone, right? Yeah. And that moment came, and what happened? And then I, I just, uh, well, I was really nervous, you know. Yeah. Was, you were nervous? Yeah, I was really nervous. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? As adults, we are yeah. afraid of our own mama. We would rather face Hitler yeah, I was shocked than to face mama. That's not normal. Isn't that amazing? It's because of that anger. Because when you resent them, you're afraid of them. And that's why guys become boys with their wives. Because they're married to mama. And so they become boys. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I remember when we talked, you said that when you went to your mom, you, uh, your knees were shaking and stuff. And it that, was the hardest thing yeah, I ever had to do. Yeah, a I, grown adult male. Yeah, I had to take deep breaths, like sit down, you know. And then uh, <laughs> it was fine, though. It went well. And then we started talking about, you know, I asked her questions about how she was with her father. Because stuff we'd never talked about before. Yeah. You know, and then got into some good stories. 
and she explained some things that she thinks, you know, are good qualities. Because, like, I mean, no one really knows, you know, my background, but a lot of it is my mom. My entire life taught me that basically men are evil. So To do what? Men are evil because my dad uh. to her, you know, a bad person. Yeah. So I've always had this, I've always seen myself as like a creep. So she I, literally taught you that men were evil? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Give me an example of that. Well, is, I mean... Uh, I remember one time when my sister was, she's a little bit older than me, and we were at the store, and she, uh, there was one of the guys working there that looked at her, you know, like looking, staring at her, and she just told me, like, you know, that's disgusting the way he's looking at her. She said what? That's disgusting the way he's looking at her. But it wasn't anything creepy. Right. It was normal. But it would be little things here and there like that, yeah, that would just, you know, give me that impression of men in general. So. And so it made you see yourself like that too? Yeah, but I didn't really know it though. I didn't really realize it. But in relationships, I would see myself as just like growth or, just, you know, like a creep, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, but one, but one thing though that I've realized since doing it is that, you know, I forgave her and I went to her and, you know, forgave her over the phone, but also, you know, addressed her a little bit in person later. But I feel like I'm having a hard time um, like fully forgiving her, like letting it go. I still kind of I go back to that, and I get angry that I realize I'm getting angry about the stuff from the past, and I yeah. I haven't I can't like get it out, even though I did that already. It's like it's hard to get to get past it all. Yeah. A lot of it I think is because I'm just realizing it. I've only realized it over the past year or so what she was doing the whole time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so your question is, how do you deal with that? Yeah. Well, how can I, you know, fully forgive, like? Um, even after going to her and forgiving her, it's like I still feel there's resentment there. Yeah. Not, I mean, not to the same extent, and it's been addressed, and she knows. She even made a comment which surprised me that said, well, I'm sorry, you know, if, if I uh, turned you against your dad, which I, or, those weren't the exact words. Yeah. That that and you effect. should say, it wasn't if. You did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's <laughs> my question. I that's guess, a really though. good question. This young man want to tell you, come with me, Mike, how to, what to do now. Oh. Hold on to your mic. Jeremiah, come here. Right here. Right on the front row with the bright lights. Yeah. Afro. Look at the fro. It'll be gone next week. Don't worry. What am I doing, Jesse? So, okay, so he went and forgave his mother, right? Mm -hmm. But he still feels some anger toward her at times. What should he do about that? I'd pray about it. That's what I would do. And this is your first time here? Yes. And what's your name? Jameson. Oh, okay. So you would pray about it? Yeah. And what would you say in your prayer? Uh, Lord, help me with mama. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not Lord, help me with mama. It's help, Lord, help me with these worldly emotions that yeah. I can't seem to get over. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you, you, you recognize it as it, it, it is it's, it's an emotional response. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's definitely not what God would want. Yeah. Um, your mother is supposed to you know, respect your, your, your parentage. And, yeah, Did I, you go and forgive your mother? Have I forgiven my mother? Yes. Uh, actually, oddly enough, like, so I, I just separated from active duty in March. And I you did what? I separated from active duty military in March. Oh, really? And Welcome moved, home. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I moved back home to Pennsylvania and actually moved in with, with my mom for a little bit. And so I got to have a lot of these really deep conversations with my mother I've never had before, you know, about uh, just her background, her relationship with her parents, and how that influenced how I was raised and things like that. Right. So, uh, yeah, we've gotten to, gotten to have that also. Did you forgive her? Uh, I didn't say it to her directly. 
Did you um, forgive her? But in my prayers, I've said that I've forgiven her for, Beta. for things like that. God didn't say go in prayer. He said go and forgive. Okay. You're taking the cow. If you don't forgive your mother and you're living with her, you're going to wish you were back in the military. I have been. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's why I'm here. I'm on orders right now. <laughs> so you got to go and forgive her. He said, if we have a problem with one another, go to that person and forgive them, and I will forgive you. Don't ask for forgiveness. You forgive them. Okay. That makes sense? Makes sense. Yeah, will you do it? I will. And don't say, oh, mom, I love you. You're nice, but I hate you. <laughs> Just say, mom, I re- I, you know, tell her why you resent her. I resented you. Here's why. I realize now that you couldn't help yourself, and I'm sorry for holding it against you. It'll be done. You know, you don't have to use those exact words, but this is kind of an example of what to say. Okay. That makes sense? Makes sense. Uh, you have any questions for me? Uh, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so, Jess. Be, I think they're just too long, complicated issues. There's nothing that's complicated. Um, so well, I, I have hold some... Hold that thought yeah. down. Let me finish with him. You hold on to the mic, and I go, go ahead, lock your door. I was going to say, yeah, I think a lot of it is because the effects of everything, you know, she taught me about my dad yeah. I still, I'm still going through it all questioning it, going, I'll like remember specific instances and then I have to go through that one and think like well was that true and question each one so it's still like a right. process of going through each thing and that brings the anger back up right so, so here's what you all wait now you return to the father you can now see so all you need to do now is relax whatever happens in your mind let it go whatever you feel Relax, let it go. Have no opinion about it, and you'll change it by itself because it's spiritual, and there's nothing you can do about it. God has blessed you in that he's allowed you to see it. You're forgiven. Now let him take over, just take it the rest of the way. And you look around one day, and it'll all be gone. Okay. And so don't let Satan tell you, oh, you got to do this, you got to work this out. It's all lies. You just be still and live your life now. Yeah, what well, you were saying earlier about having to react, you know, right away. Right. That's one of my biggest issues, too. So I'll have one of those thoughts, and I'll think, like, I need to do something about it. No, so it's all a setup. Take care of it, yeah. Yeah, no, don't do anything else. Yeah. But live. You want to become a living being. So you just want to observe and live. That's all you need to be doing. Yeah. All right? You don't need to go back and apologize anymore. You don't need to bring up anything else. Unless you're just having a regular conversation yeah. and stuff comes up. But it's not what you need to go back and do. Okay. That makes sense? Yep. Yeah, so go for the ride right now. That sounds good. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. All right. Yeah. And so you went and forgave too, right? Yeah. And tell us about that. Uh, well, I did it uh, like a month ago now, yeah. I think. And, I mean, I felt pretty good since then. Uh, my relationship with my dad is much better. He's much yeah. more open to talking with me. About yeah. Asking me about my life. And with my mom, I... I'm not really afraid of her anymore. Right on. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm going to be making a lot of decisions like soon that she's not going to be happy with. That's and right. And I'm not, I just don't care what she thinks. I just, I Wow. I and you were so shy and timid and. I know. That's amazing, huh? Yeah. That's the only thing lock you into hell is unforgiveness because you're not connected to God. Really. And he's the only one that gives life and Satan gives death. Well, right on. Yeah. <laughs> any questions or anything? No, I'm doing pretty good. Are you guys engaged or anything? No? No. Oh, okay. All right. Be careful out your door. 
<laughs> and I just want to say really quick is that with her, I've noticed a lot of changes that, you know, maybe she hasn't even noticed about herself. Like yeah. at work, she'll speak up and say things. And, uh, you know. She looked different now. He looked freer and stuff. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of differences. Much more confidence, definitely. I know. Yeah. It's going to get better and better and better. Yeah. And just speak up, but don't resent. Yeah. Yeah. And if you miss a moment of speaking up, no big deal. Don't hold it against yourself. It'll come back and you'll deal with it. Right on. So go ahead. Tell me your complicated stuff. <laughs> uh, so the only reason why I do want to ask this is from, from her story earlier about, uh, the, about the dream. Just because uh, I have a lot of very vivid, very intense, violent nightmares, uh, especially since I separated. And... Um, they kind of shake me throughout the day. I don't really understand why why I, why I have them. Yeah. Um, I try really hard not to let them affect my my day, my daily activities, and, and what I do. Um, but I guess my question would be directed to hers. How did she do that? Uh, keep the keep the dreams from from happening. I guess. Or yeah. I, I don't know why they why they happen. Well, it's only happening because of your anger. That's the reason it's happening. So you got to overcome that anger, and then it'll disappear. It just un- because anyone who has anger, Satan is their father, and so he's controlling you with his thoughts, which seem like your thoughts. And so what he does, he reminds you of something that happened in the so-called past, and once you're reminded of it, you become angry again about it, and that's judgment, and it just brings hell upon you. And but once you overcome that anger, you're not going to remember it anymore. And even if you want to use it to tell somebody about it, it'll just pass through you without any pain or anything. It, it will almost sound as though you're lying because it will have no emotional or mental effect on you at all. But it's just, uh, there's a friend of mine that I've been working with. He used to have these nightmares and things like that. And in his room, he would see dark spirits come in, right? But he had all this anger. And I'm like, you need to overcome the anger. And he had it for years. And finally, he forgave his father and mother, and right away things changed. Because your nature is that of your father, the devil. There's no love in that at all. It's all evil, and his purpose is to destroy you. And so once you overcome that anger, it'll change. Okay. That makes sense? I think so. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah, you got to let it, whomever you're holding a grudge against, if it's yourself or your experience in the military or whatever, just let it go. Forgive. Realize that it, it's wrong for whatever happened to you, but it's wrong for you to hate what happened to you. Okay. And that's what's, you know, driving you right now. Okay. If you didn't have an opinion, if a woman was raped and didn't get angry about being raped, it would just pass right through. It wouldn't affect the true self at all. And she still could take action from it, you know, go to court or whatever, put the guy in prison, but she wouldn't feel anything about it. And that's the only thing. If you stop judging, you can go free. People call me names all the time. Uncle Tom, Coon. Uh, have you ever been called Coon? I have not. No. You have not lived until you become, <laughs> until you become a Coon. Uh, they have called me the so-called N-word so much, I was thinking about changing my middle name. <laughs> but the problem is, the point is, when I was in that father state, that would bother me. You know, you don't want, it's embarrassing to the ego and all that, right? Now it's fun. It, it means nothing to me at all. And that's what's going to happen when you let the anger go. I want you to start doing a silent prayer, too. And that way God will give you his mindset and bring you out of your imagination. And then you can start seeing and overcoming. Okay. 
That makes sense? Yes, Did you know you, that every thought is a lie? I do now. You just found that out today? <laughs> no, I've, I've uh, just recently, my wife and I just recently discovered your, uh, your YouTube personality, well, like just a few days ago. Oh, okay. Um, and so I've, I've heard it mentioned a few times. But, yeah, every thought you're getting is a lie. There's no such thing as a past, no such thing as a future. That's why God said don't think about those things because they don't exist. When things happen, they happen right now. And when right now is over, those things are over too. But Satan tried to make you think that they still exist so you can overreact and hurt yourself. It's an illusion. It really is. So do the, make sure you do the silent prayer. Silentprayer.video. Thank you, Jason. Right, James? Yeah. Right, silentprayer.video. Well, good, man. You, I'm, I'm glad you came. H how you doing? Good. How are so, you? Let me ask, what's your first name? Uh, Ryan. Ryan? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, beta or alpha? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> okay. He's a beta right now, but. He's a beta right now? I, so I thought he was an alpha. You know? What made you think that? Because, you know, she, he's in the military, he has that whole, you know, appearance of being an alpha. Yeah, um, yeah he looks like an alpha. I don't say, <laughs> I don't say he's better, it's like, it's, it's not an insulting thing. Right. I that just see that, um, to, to me, like, I'm not the woman that I'm supposed to be. Right. Um, so, we both have work to do. We yes. have to deprogram what we've... Um, learned at, you know being a woman and stuff like that from the society yep. i feel that we both have work to do like, that's what i'm and so have you started working on yourself uh, yes you I went have. to your mother um yeah i just spent uh three months in korea with my mother did you forgive her um yes i i mean i do i don't have issue with my mom my issue comes uh from my dad and so did you forgive him while you were there no, I was not able to. Why not? Because uh, he avoids me. <laughs> he avoids you? Yes. <laughs> um, Are you that bad? Sorry. Why I, does he avoid you? Um, it, I, get, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to put the blame on him. Just uh, So it's kind of a both sides, I guess. But um, I've tried to talk to him about Jesus, um, and I've given him the Bible, and He's the type of person who's uh, very, he himself is very bitter about something, and he doesn't get out of the house. Um, oh. He's very depressed. So Amazing. it's kind of, um, I don't know what really to do right. in that situation. So I've tried to direct him to the Word of God and um, talk to him about my experience, how God has changed um, and manifested good changes in my life. Right. Um, but... He, he refuses to open the Bible even. I asked him how it was going. He never even opened it. That never even took it out of the box. So mm. I wasn't, I'm not sure where I go from here. Is, are you able to Skype with him? Um, yeah. Is it called Skype? James? I can, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, I can call him. James, behind every good black man is a good white man. <laughs> <laughs> so James does all my intellectual thinking for me. <laughs> the hate report. And so here's what I recommend. You Skype with him and you want to talk to him about Jesus, the best way to do it is just say, Dad, I'm sorry for hating you. I've been resenting you. And I'm wrong. 
And, uh, and then one thing will lead to another one. That's how you talk to him about Jesus. Because he has resentment too. And no one has ever shown him love how, and how to overcome that. Hear him out. See what the problem is. And everything will change for him just like that. Yes. There's nothing greater than a son or a daughter going and forgiving the father. Mm-hmm. He's not had that from anyone. So make sure you Skype with him. Especially being a Christian. And you have some problem with him as well, right? You resent him? Yes. Yeah. I do. Well, um, so you can't resent him and be a, a door, you know, a sister of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You got to forgive your father so you can God can draw you back in. Mm-hmm. So go call him up or Skype with him and forgive him. Yes. It'll be best to Skype so you guys can see each other. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So just say, Dad, I'm sorry for holding things against you. Why do you resent your father? So. Um, I grew up in, you know, mother and father, like a regular household, yeah. but it was more like a single mother's household because yeah. my father was very detached from yeah. our, our activities and growing up. Um, so he was there physically, but he was never there emotionally, right. or, you know, uh, building relationships with uh, his sons and daughters. We talk to him about that and forgive him. It's going gonna, it's gonna to wake him up. All right. And let me know how it goes. I will. Yeah. Thank you. And so have you been giving your husband hell because your father's a beta and you married a beta? Has that been hard? <laughs> okay, <man. laughs> Only because you I become just, attracted I, to what you hate. It's more of um, I do see that um, I'm that like strong, like I'm more, uh, I'm stronger right. in the relationship. Yeah. I'm more opinionated. I'm it, that strong woman. Yeah. That um, and I do see that that came from my mom. Yeah. Um, raising me without you know much influence of my dad. Yeah. And I do my I, I see myself dominating in this relationship uh, often and. Yeah, um, that's just that's how it, it that's, is. That's the realization it's like that, that I've 99. had. Ninety-nine point nine 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 point nine 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 nine. Not all, not all, not all, but point nine percent of relationship. Yeah, and the woman dominates. Exactly, and I don't want to be like that. Right, and and I want him to be the man that he's supposed to be. Yeah, and I want to be that uh, woman um, and play that gender role that God has given. That's right. And, I'm trying to find out more about that right yeah. now. I'm in the process of that. Amazing. So what do you think when you hear that? Have you heard this before from your wife? Oh, yeah. I've been hearing it for the last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much since you came into the picture. Thanks, oh, thanks yeah. Jesse. Blame it on me. <laughs> I got an email from a woman. She's like, you're destroying my marriage. <laughs> I hope you die. I'm like, no wonder. But, yeah, so when you hear, what do you think? Oh, no, I, I recognize it. Yeah, good. It's, it's more of something that wasn't realized before. That's right. So Absolutely. Uh, with, the, with the recognition, yeah, there's an awful lot of work to be done. Yeah. But as you, when you forgive, it's going to all change. It really will. It's going to all just change. Isn't that right? Lock your door. It changes. It just changes. And you're not able to be an alpha male yet. You got to overcome your mother's spirit, her identity, because you are, you don't have your own identity at this point. You have the nature of a woman. All men who have anger are women. Their mindset, their emotions, the way they react to the world, this false love that they have for women is all woman. 
It doesn't make you gay. It just makes you woman. And so, but once you forgive her, then God's going to take her identity away because you become like whomever you're angry at. And he's going to give you back yourself. And the real you don't have anger. You know, you're not looking for love from another human being. You're able to be the man you, that you will grow into, and your wife will love that and follow that. It's going to change automatically, but you got to go and forgive your mother so your mind can be renewed. All right? Yes. All right. But you guys are on the way, really. Do you have any questions for me? Um, no, actually, what we covered was the kind of the question that I wanted to ask you. Yeah, well, Skype with your father yeah. as soon as possible and get yes. past this. Okay. And okay. then ask him about his life, you know, mm-hmm. why are you depressed? What happened to you? Mm-hmm. And he's going to tell you, I hate my mother, my dad wasn't around, and I hate your mother. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I, yeah that, those are the answers, actually. Yeah, he yeah. hates your mother, so he just shut down. Because he can't figure out what happened. He didn't want to marry his mother, and he can't figure out how did I end up with mama, you know? You know something? It doesn't matter what race you are, it's a spirit. It doesn't matter what color, male or female, it's the same spirit. Mm-hmm. And so forgive them, and I'm telling you, God's going to come alive in you. It's going to be amazing. Okay. All right? Thank you. Right on. I'm glad you guys came. Yes, sir. Sure, did you have your hand? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll come to you. Okay. Yeah, here's Um... Yeah, I just wanted to mention about that, like, I mentioned in the uh, men's night a couple nights ago that when you're in that fallen state, when, you're, when you haven't, you still have that identity of your mother, you react like a woman to everything. Like yeah. I was saying last time, if I had found out that my girlfriend had cheated on me or whatever, I would have reacted like a woman. I would never be able to forgive them. I would have just ran away or kept resenting them for years and years, but now I feel like it's just something to ease, easy to deal with. You just move past it as if it never happened. And yeah. You just deal with it like like a man. And it's it's been amazing once you sort of become awake. So It really is. There was a guy at a meeting, and he talked about he, he had his living girlfriend, and he used to be afraid to deal with her. She used to drive him nuts. He would have to go to the park whenever stuff started. But now he faces her. He deal with it. And his children are changing and she's changing a little bit. Even and sometimes she gets so angry, Satan just come out of her. And he's like looking at Satan. You can't believe you see Satan. But he deal with it rather than running from it. And that's the job of the man. The father's supposed to do that with the children. And the husband is there for his wife in that manner. And that will happen for you. You'll get yourself back. And there's nothing like being you. It's so amazing. Even with the ladies, once you forgive your mothers and return to your fathers, you become yourself. And there's nothing like being you. You're no longer your mother. You are you. And then life starts. So you got to forgive. All right? Yes, Cheryl. No, I was just um, was going to uh, respond to lock, lock. Is it lock the front door? Or lock your door. Lock your door. I'm so sorry. No. I'm sorry. It's uh, only lock your front door if you live in the hood. Exactly. That's why I was kind of confused. <laughs> your real name is Daniel? Yeah, Daniel. That's amazing. I met him at lock your door. That's all I can think of. But I was just going to say that, you know, when you were saying, well, stuff comes up, but what I kind of realize is, it's like I'm just being me, 
but the <clears throat> thoughts that come, that's just from Satan because it's like, yeah. well, you, and then you jump on the train and then you're all upset. It is yes. like, well, you probably weren't even thinking about that. That's right. So you, you just have to realize that those thoughts are not you. They're That's just, why God said bring every right. thought into captivity yeah. because they're not yours. Right. You don't create thoughts. They're not from him. They're from your father, the devil. And, and if you, I want you to practice a day without thoughts. You're going to have perfect peace that whole day. <laughs> really, no matter what happened, you're going to have perfect peace. Nothing can get to you. Nothing upset you. You see clearly what to do. And you just move through life. And the things that used to bother you won't bother you because you're not believing into the lie. Really. A day without thought, we got to do that. It's, it's going to blow your mind. Uh, yes, James. James, is, is there, anybody heard the hate report today? That's James. How was it? It was good? You guys didn't really like it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, James. So I have a few questions that have accumulated. One is, how do you forgive if you still like feel it in your heart? Like uh, well, first you got to get to know yourself. Know thyself. And once you get to know yourself, then you can forgive. Everything starts within with you. Life is coming from within. So get to know yourself, and then it'll happen. Yeah, because a lot of people are forgave their whoever uh-huh. and thought that they thought that the anger was gone, but then it came back. But Satan can tell you too, oh, you have not forgiven. And if you believe him, you're going to fall back into it. So he'll say, oh, it didn't work. Look at you, you have anger. The moment you believe the lie, you're going to fall back into it. If you're not conscious enough to understand what's going on. Adam believed the lie and he fell away from God. Uh, and so we have to doubt the lie and we are back with God. That's all it takes. Doubt the lie. All right. You've answered this many times, but how do you forgive somebody who's dead? Like, like sh- this woman in particular, I think it was a woman, is talking about her father. Yeah. Again, everything starts with you. And once you know yourself and you realize you've done things that you didn't want to do, and you couldn't help yourself, it'll help you to understand your parents who were dead or whomever it is, and that will cause you to forgive them. Really, it just happened. But you've got to keep your eyes on yourself. Know thyself. Know thyself. Last question for now. Um, how do you make no decisions, for example, in home buying, and how do you be like a responsible adult without making decisions? Oh, uh, that's a good one. Now, you can use your mind to pick out a home. But once you have the home, drop it. That's the only use for intellectual knowledge. You know, if you're building a house, use the knowledge to build the house. But once the house is completed, forget about the knowledge. You want to live from wisdom. There's a place for it, but you don't want to live by intellectual knowledge. You just want to build a house with it. Yes, Hermes. This is so much fun. So I had a question. It's a little off topic. Can I ask it or you want me to Yes, go ahead. Okay, so I mentioned, I think I mentioned to you last week in a text. um, The what? I mentioned in the text, but I was going to wait till Sunday to ask it. Oh, okay. Can human beings, can a person hate their own soul? When you're judging yourself, that's what you're doing. Okay. You're judging your your own soul. 
Absolutely. That's a good question. And how many people hate yourself? You judge yourself. Yeah. Stop doing it. Really. Because yourself is the nature of God. You created from him. So you're judging yourself. You're judging him too. So cut it out. So uh, my question today, how can a person, oh, can you, re, how do I want to ask this? Because we got some smart people up in here. Uh, can you return to God on your own? Yes, Travis. Hold on, hold on for the mic. Travis is uh, working on the fallen state. He's one of the guy producer on there. And did you guys see that commercial he made Mm -hmm. for the fallen? Who saw it? Hands up, everybody. (laughs) It was funny. He had a Mexican and uh, an antifa person and uh, a redneck and a drag queen. Yeah, right. Uh, feminist and a, and a Black Lives Matter. Oh yeah, it's so yeah. great. Check it out on the Father's Day. <laughs> it's so nice. Did you see it? I don't think so. Be sure to check it out. I seen it all. Not <laughs> yet. You haven't seen nothing yet. Yeah. I interviewed a guy that is a part of a movement called um, Incels. Oh yeah. You ever heard about that? Yeah. Incels are a group of guys around the world who can't get a girl. For whatever reason, they can't get a woman, right? And so now they're online complaining about it. Specifically sex. Oh, yeah. They can't get sex. Yeah. Right. And so this particular guy said that he went online to get a girl. And so he dated a whole bunch of, you know, went out and met with them and talked to them. And everybody turned him down, right? And so he started to feel badly about himself. So he went back online. He said, all right. I'll take anything. I'll take an old woman. I'll take an ugly woman. I'll take a fat woman. It doesn't matter. And he said all of them turned him down. That's enough to make you go incel. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? But it was a fascinating interview. We're going to start airing it on our uh, next season. We've been taping these different shows. It was a fascinating. I went an hour and 45 minutes with this guy. Uh, because he explains it so perfectly. He was like, he explained it where you could just see it. It's pretty sad, though. But, so make sure you check that out. But anyway, where was I? The question. Oh, yes. Into uh, the mic, Travis. What was the question again? Can you make it to God on yourself? Yeah, can you return to God on your own? Uh, uh, you know, it makes me think about like people from thousands of years ago uh, who had had little to no access to the Bible. And I, yeah, I feel like they were fully capable of doing that if they listened to themselves enough um, and just kind of found inner peace and they stayed calm. Uh, then God would naturally act through them. So I think it's completely capable. Yeah. Of returning Every, to God on your own? On your own, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so have you been at a church where at the end of the church service, the preachers say, okay, the doors of the church is now open. Come on down and confess Jesus and accept him and you become a Christian. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I've actually experienced it. Yeah. You've done it. Yeah. Were you able to return to God by doing that? Uh, you know, I was really young at the time. How old were you? Maybe like 13. That's amazing. Yeah, so more just uh, uh, very rebellious at the time. So I wasn't even right. thinking about that, you know. 
yeah. don't think there was any way to really uh, attract me to that when I was that age, especially through more traditional types. So you have a dentist as being an adult? You haven't gone down to the church and confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior and you shall be no, saved? No, you haven't done it? No. Who have done that as an adult? Nobody want to confess it. Oh, you've done it right here. Gerald, you did it? Oh, Lord. Oh, we know what happened with you. Uh, in the beard, way in the corner. And then Joel. So you went down to the front of the church, and what happened? Uh, well, it was a tongue-speaking church, so I don't speak tongues. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so... Did you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior? Absolutely. And what happened? Um, still angry at the time. <laughs> I was still messed up, and yeah. none of that got fixed for like years to come. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing changed. Fixed. Yeah, nothing changed. Yeah. Did you wonder, well, if I accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, why am I still the same? <clears throat> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. My, everything was in shambles at the time. Yeah. Nothing was getting fixed. Amazing. Nothing made sense. That's right. It doesn't work. That's not how it works. And we, I'm going to show you something in a minute. It's so exciting. Joel, you went down front. Joel is the audio engineer for the radio show. And he has his own dance company. Uh, he's a part of our uh, class there, our yes. entrepreneur program. You guys know Joel? Yes, sir. Joel, raise your hand so they can see. That's Joel. So, Joel, you went, as an adult, you went down to the front of the church and accepted right. Jesus, right? Yes. And what happened? Um, you know, and I also got baptized, you know, the water and everything. They dumped me. <laughs> I bet God, like, wanted his water back, right? <laughs> um, I mean, I felt good in the fact that I wanted uh, changes to be made. Yeah. But nothing changed. Right. Yeah. And did you wonder through life, why didn't things change? I think if I accepted Jesus and I'm a son of God right now, why am I still the same? I think also Satan gets busy in making you think that changes are happening, too. So a lot of the time, you're not, you're not even thinking that deep. that Oh, it's really not changing. You start to believe, like, oh, it, it, it might be changing. Or you have situations where you see that it's a little different, but they don't really stick or whatever the case is. So I think <laughs> Satan gets real busy, too, to where you don't realize until somebody brings it up that it really didn't do anything. Nothing changed. Right. Nothing you just changed. felt good for a moment. That was it. Right. Yeah. I went through that, too. And I'm like, wow, this feels so nice. I'm saved. I'm saved. Nothing changed. And I'm like, what happened? You know, because the Bible said if you believe in God, you should have peace. Christ came that we should have perfect peace. I didn't have the peace. I remember, bring the mic right here. I remember I would like, the last church I attended was Crenshaw Christian Center here in L.A. And I would go to church. I read the Bible, give tithes. I would do everything they said, and it felt really good, right? And, and I was like, wow, I'm doing well now. And I couldn't wait to get home to have sex. <laughs> I'm like, why is this happening? It's not supposed to be happening. But because nothing changed, I, it just felt good. And feelings are not what you're supposed to guide your life by at all. And I'm going to give you some examples in one minute. Yes, sir. Um, have you done that, gone down to the front of the church? Um, no, but I've been to several cathedrals um, in the Americas, like from, all the way from Mexico to Peru, and, and um, very, very ancient uh, cathedrals. So I haven't really like done the whole 
Orthodox Christian experience. Um, but to your question, can we return to our Father on our own? Right. And how I, Dane, returned to our Father, our true Father, was realizing that of ourselves we can do nothing, and of ourselves we know nothing, right. and we deserve nothing. Amazing. And I want to add to that in a minute here. That's an amazing thing. Where's Francisco? I saw him earlier. Oh, can we return to God on our own? He's so black, I can't see him. And he's way, black people don't sit in the back. Sit up front. Go ahead. I'm not black. I oh, know, you're Mexican. You're Mexican, right? I'm Mexican. All right. Hola. Hola. <laughs> see, I speak Spanish too. Hola. Si, sí, senor. Senor, si. Sí. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, we, I don't think we can. No. Right. We cannot, and I got proof. I got, um, she had a question. I'm sorry? She had a question. Oh, okay. Ozzy, how you doing? Hi. I'm sorry about your sister. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah, Ozzy you know, is a I, member of the uh, church and organization for, from day one. And her yeah. sister has brain cancer, right? You just found out? No, brain tumor. It's brain not tumor. Thing, yeah. Oh, okay. How's she doing? Well, they have, have, they're going to take surgery on Tuesday, so she's in and out. Mine. Oh man. How yeah. old is she? 73. Oh, okay. Well, I wish her, tell her I wish her well. Okay. All right, go ahead. You know, I, I did all these things, but when I realized reality set in, we've been taught wrong. Yep. We're still doing the same thing. But when you accept Jesus for your personal Savior, you want to do right yep. from the on. So I would advise you guys to change your thinking and change your life. And if you free your mind, the rest will follow. Ed, I want you to pull up uh, in a minute. Uh, pull up. We'll pull it up and have it ready for me. John six forty one through fifty one. All right. Uh, so let me tell you what happened in the world. So I was watching uh, Laura Ingram's show on Fox the other day, and she did a town hall, held a town hall in Chicago. Did you guys see that? It was amazing. And she tried to deal with the, the gang violence, and there was a black woman there who said that her nephew was set on fire because his gang members had tried to get him to join the gang, and he refused. He's a little kid, too. He's... He's, I, I think he was a young 20-year-old guy, but a small guy. And th they tried to recruit him, and he refused to join. And so they put him in a can and set him on fire and burned him alive. Isn't that amazing? In Chicago. Uh, another thing just happening. So I got this call from a 16-year-old boy out of Texas. And he was telling me, Jesse, thank you so much, man. I woke up. I woke up. I was on drugs. My life was messed up. I was rebelling, just messed up life. And then I heard this thing about forgiveness. And I went and forgave my mother. And my life just changed. I no longer don't need those things. I feel 100% better. And so I asked him, how did your mother respond to it when you went to her? He said, well, she started crying and saying, I did my best. I did. You know, you're blaming me, blah, blah, blah. I did my best. And he's like, I know, Mom. That's why I'm forgiving you. I realize you've done your best. And his, his whole thing just changed for him, right? 
But he said that he had a 20, I believe his brother was 21 or 22 years old, who were doing, going through the same thing on drugs and um, on drugs and just angry. And two weeks ago, he jumped in front of a car and committed suicide. He killed himself. And if someone had been able to get to him to say, all you need to do is forgive, it would have been over. And a lot of young people committed suicide because Satan is convincing them to do it. He's telling them that life is not worth anything. You, you, you don't have enough in life. You're not pretty enough. You're not whatever, right? And they'll believe in this lie. And then they go to see the experts. The experts give them medication, which only add to the problem rather than taking away from it. But, so I asked, well, how, did you, how do you feel that your brother uh, committed suicide? He said, it's interesting in that I'm sorry for it, but I don't feel anything about it. He's not like all emotional about it. Isn't that nice? Because you respect uh, to be all emotional into it. You're not supposed to be that way. It's not going to change anything. That's what people do in that fall and say, when my father died, I didn't feel anything about it. Nothing. And I love my father. We were one. But it was like he was just gone. And I was still myself. And I still feel like he's with me. But it wasn't a big deal. And everybody was carrying on. His wife all crying and carrying on. And it's just all drama in that fallen state. Oh, and something else has happened. Um, oh, so I was talking to a friend last night. And he was, what's this? Oh, yeah, last night. And he was telling me about this 10-year-old boy. His father and mother had him out of wedlock. And the mother's with another man. She's had another baby by a different man. And she won't let this 10-year-old boy see his father. And the son is rebelling. He's cursing the mother out. He is telling her, I want to be with my dad. I want to see my father. And she won't let him do it. She's like, no, your father's no good. And she hates the father. And so she's punishing the son. And he's like 10 years old and telling her what he wants. Isn't that evil? I think that all mothers who keep children from their fathers are evil. Just know that Satan is your father. It doesn't make logical sense to do that to human beings. And the kids had nothing to do with it. They want both parents. They want to be with daddy and mama. And it, just because you guys are fighting one another, don't keep your kids from, your, from their natural parents. And kids don't want step-parents. They want, their soul want the real deal. Not step-parent. That's not the real. It, it, and a step-parent could be the nicest man or woman on earth, but the soul doesn't want that. It wants its own identity. So stop turning, ladies, ladies, stop turning the kids away from the fathers. And a lot of mothers are doing this because they hate the fathers and they're angry, they're insecure. And so they're destroying their sons and daughters. Isn't that amazing? Brendan, what do you think about a mother that would do something like that? Um, I think she's misguided by the world. Um, as the young lady said earlier, women are in a very confused state where, yeah. where society tells them that they should be one way. And so women buy into the idea that they're doing their kids a favor or they're protecting them somehow because the father is not being a good person or, 
are not doing what he's supposed to do. So they, they think that they have to take over and do everything themselves. That's and amazing. So I think that, that they're misguided. Do you mis- see it as misguided. being evil to destroy a soul like that? I do. Yeah. yeah. It's pure evil. Yeah, I, I think what you're saying is true, that children long for both their parents. They do. And it shows up because people, even kids that are adopted, many, many times yeah. right around 18, 20 years old, they just have to know who their real parents That's are. That's right. And it's so disruptive because the people that adopted that child have given them everything. Yes. And they think, we've taken care of you, we've loved you, we've given you everything. Why do you have to go find your real parents? But I think it's an internal longing. It is. It's there. And that's what salvation, you know, God said we must be born again. And what salvation is about is overcoming mama and returning to the father. He said one day I'm going to turn, return the kids to the father and the father to the kids. That's what it means to be born again. It doesn't mean there's other stuff that you've been told. It's just simply returning to the fathers. Boys and girls, men and women. Absolutely. Thank you, Brendan. Um, yes, sir. Right here. That's Hector. Hector is, uh, he's learning to be the audio engineer and the radio producer. Joel is afraid that Hector is going to take his job. <laughs> and so I noticed that a couple weeks went by, and Hester, Hector was never having hands-on, right? And I'm like, Joel, why, why, why is it that he doesn't have hands-on? Well, he tried to be all cute about it. Well, because he speaks white sometimes. <laughs> Joel is like, well, I'm just showing him half of it now. And then half of it later, and then it all come together. I'm like, no, Joel, that's not how it works. Throw him in there, let him have hands on. And I said, you just afraid this man gonna take your jobs, your job. You know how the blacks are afraid the Mexicans taking their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and so now Hector has you're doing hands on now, right? Isn't that better? Uh huh. Hector, take the mic for a minute. I want to ask you a question. Come down here so they can see who you are. <laughs> um, what did you tell me when I said to go and forgive your mother? Um, I forgot exactly what I said. I just said I didn't. I forgot exactly what I said. But right, but I when I, I say go and do it, what comes to mind? It's just too painful to go through that awkward you know, conversation. <laughs> it's it's too awkward. painful to have a conversation with mama. And yeah. what does the pain feel like? It's just awkwardness, you know? Like, I don't know. It's just super awkward. And, and what do you think going to happen? I, I know nothing's going to happen, but it's just like, I don't want to go there, you know what I mean? Like, do those conversations and, yeah. Isn't that something? This is, this is crazy. This is not normal. You're not supposed to be afraid of your parents. All right? Just know that. But he's going to have to do it. He has no other choice. Or he get fired. <laughs> I'll get it done eventually. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I will say to that, um, there's, a lot, there's a lot of things in life that are harder than facing your parents. So um, you can avoid that, I think, in my opinion, if you confront it straight up yes. in the beginning. Well, in all honesty, once you face your parent, everything else gets easy. 
you can face all the bullies from that point forward. It really gets easier for you. So you got to do it, Hector. I asked Hector if he wanted me to go with him. I think he said yes. I'm like, I was just joking. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to say yes. Isn't that amazing? So, this is your first time here? Yes, it is. Oh, hold on. Where's Jeremiah? Yeah. Um, good, good morning. What's your name? Kain. How did you find us? On YouTube. Right on. Welcome, man. And so, any questions or anything for me? Yeah. Did you go and deal with your parents yet? I tried to forgive, uh, uh, yeah, forgive my, my father last week. Uh, but like the, the first question that he mentioned, uh, if, if it comes up again, if I feel anger, I got to know myself. So I just got to keep working on myself. Yeah, just watch it and have no opinion about it. Because you're starting to overcome. Yeah, speak right into the mic for me. Yeah. Is the mic off? Yeah. Well, oh, Okay. So you said you went and forgave your father, but you want to know if that anger comes up again, yes. how to deal with it. Other issues, yeah. All right. Did you uh, forgive your mother too? I haven't gone around to that, uh, like the other gentleman. Right into the microphone. Like the other gentleman said, I feel a little awkward. Uh, it's uncomfortable. and You feel afraid? Uh, not afraid, but... Uh, well, that's what it means to be awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah, I guess, I guess I'm afraid, yeah. Yeah. And how old are you? Uh, 30. Beta. <laughs> yeah. You got to do it, man. And then the rest of the anger will disappear. Yeah, we'll what do you think going to happen? What happen once you go and talk to her? Uh, I'll be able to move on. Yeah. But do you think she's going to overreact and all that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's okay. If she overreacts, that's fine. Because don't ask for forgiveness. You go in there to forgive her and God will forgive you. And like I've said over and over again, if she apologizes, that's nice. If she cries, that's nice. If she yell and scream, that's nice. If she fall out and die, that's nice. Really, no problem. It's on her. And, and you'll walk away free. That make sense? I understand, yes. Have you, are you married? I'm divorced. Oh, man, did your wife beat you, your ex-wife beat you up? Yes, she did. She did? She did, yeah. Yeah, did you know you were married to Mama? Well, at the time, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, but now I realize that uh, yeah. that's absolutely correct. That's, what, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, you have kids? Yes. Really? How many? Three little girls. Wow. So do you have a relationship with them? I haven't seen them in four going on five years. Why not? <clears throat> Because, uh, as you mentioned, I've been reacting like, like a woman, just emotionally, um, not, uh, accepting, uh, accepting my responsibility as like a man or just reacting to this or having no opinion. I always have to uh, be angry, bitter. Res uh, I'm very bitter, be yeah. resentful, uh, whether it's with, with the ex, the legal system, the judge. The, yeah. yeah, and I just didn't want to go back and address these, these issues, so... Um, you know, I'm glad I, I came across your channel uh, because it's, it's, I can relate to it. It's, it's profound. It's, it's truth. Yeah. Um, and it validates what, what I've been thinking all along. I just needed that, that extra nudge to, to react. That's right. Are you doing a silent prayer? <clears throat> no, I have not been. Which, make sure you start doing it. Yes. Do you pray at all? 
Yeah, all, all the time. Okay. Well, do your hoop and holler prayer. You do that hoop and holler prayer, right? No, no. Like, oh, Lord. No, I just have that silent. <laughs> oh, help me, Lord. Yes, yeah, silent dialogue. But make sure you do that, man, and everything will change. And then you start facing stuff and dealing with it and facing it and dealing with it and dealing with it. Yes. All right? And if you need counseling or anything, we have it. We have the best service. Yes, absolutely. I'm definitely interested in that. Okay. All right. Any other questions for me? Uh, not at the moment. Oh, okay. Right here. And then I got to add. Um, I just wanted to add that uh, maybe Hector's going through the same thing, or this gentleman here is going through the same thing, but I come from like a half, I'm like white, half Mexican, half white, that sort of thing. So really? I know in the, the Mexican Habla culture. Espanol? Uh, very little. Then you're not Mexican. Well, I grew up uh, in that. Uh, I grew right. up in that culture. I'm not Mexican. I'm, Amer I'm American. Oh um, Lord. I grew up in that culture, but I know that one of the sick things about that culture is that the mother is like worshipped. The mother is 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 the. It's almost like she's just beneath God, and Jesus is beneath her. That yeah. sort of thing. So I feel like there's a lot of people. The men are super afraid of their mother to deal yeah. with them, and it's it's kind of like he would, like Hector was saying a bit awkward. To do that because it's not normal in the culture to confront your mother. Yeah. It's more of you kind of you fear them or you you uh, you know um, it's almost like worship to be honest. It's like that in the black community too. You do not confront a black mama. Uh, uh, you rather go down in the gates of hell, live there, because I brought you in this world. I'll take you out. And so they're afraid to face their mothers. They hate their mothers, and they're afraid. Yeah, and you're hearing these rap songs and hip-hop culture and everything. It's, they always talk about their mom and how yeah. they feel bad for them and all these sorts of things. And that might be why some of the awkwardness Yeah, they hate out. them, and they just don't realize it. Yeah. Because that anger awakens that emotion that feels like love, but it's not love. It's hate. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's totally like that in the black community. Hmm. In the white community, too. I think white people more likely to confront their mothers, right? Yeah. I, I, I counsel with white families sometimes, and the little kids be sitting in the counseling room, right? And if the parents say something wrong that's not true, the kids will say, that's a lie. <laughs> You're lying. And then the mother like, Johnny, hold on, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny, hold on. And Johnny said, F you, mom. <laughs> I'm like, wow. My grandmother would slap fire at me if I did that. F you, mom. So I think you can do it when you're white. And in the white community, you know you're in trouble when your mom uses your, your whole name. Johnny, Lee, Smith, come back here, something like that. You know, they always use that full name. I don't know why. White people do that, but that means it's over. Yeah, that means yeah, yeah. gonna catch hell. That's right. Yes, sir. Do you mind come over? And get okay, no, no, no disrespect to you, but uh, I disagree. Me and my mama have a special relationship. Your mama have what? Me and my mother have a special relationship. Your mother still living? Yes, I oh. thank God for that. Are you able to be honest with her about herself when she's wrong? Yes. You say, Mama, you're wrong. Yes. Oh, good. Me and her are sporting partners. She wins sometimes and I win sometimes. Amazing. Uh, well, you should be winning all the time. 
I'm trying. <laughs> but but anyway, uh, I have no regrets about my life, my past. The only regrets I had, I, I took my mother through, uh, because God blessed me with the. Uh, well, don't regret that either. Okay. If you did something wrong, you know you were wrong, just say, hey, I'm sorry. But right. don't regret because you're judging yourself. Yeah, you're right. You just told me that. Yeah, do not regret that. I'm, I'm learning. I'm an empty in this spiritual journey. That's right. No, you are. If, and if you need counseling, you've been in the military, right? Yes. Yeah, let me know. Come and see us. Yeah, you need counseling. Okay. We don't charge you. Come in. Okay. If you can't afford it, especially being a military man. <laughs> All right? And a brother. Right <laughs> All right. Um, what I need to do? Oh, let me tell you one last thing. You know who Serena Williams yes. is? Yeah. Who don't know? She's a tennis player, right? Yeah. So apparently she played a game recently, and during the game, at some point, I don't know what happened. The judge called her on something, and she got all mad and just had a hissy fit. She broke her. Her, he accused her of cheating. Who said that? He accused her. That's what I saw. He accused her of cheating. And she just went off. And but the thing that stood out for me, she said, you're just saying that to me because I'm a woman. I would think I wish I could have been the judge. And I would say, yeah, that's right. I'm charging you some more. That's so insane. That's manipulation. That's, she's trying to control rather than, you know, accepting the punishment. It had nothing to do with being a woman. She was raw, apparently. I don't know exactly what happened, but the judge called it. And because he was a man, she's accusing him of doing it because he's a, she is a woman, right? And so I'm bringing this up because that's how the children of the world manipulate. They throw that kind of stuff on you, racism, sexism, all the isms, because they want you to back down. And so what's going to happen when I become president, I'm not going to let the women play tennis <laughs> with men, not with a man coach, uh, whatever, referee, right? They got, and we're going, to, right, we're going to have a woman up there and a man to go to be, and then they can't use that. But then she'll say, oh, you're doing it because I'm black. Yeah, right. So I want you to watch how the world operates. If they can't manipulate you, intimidate you, call you names and put fear in you, they have nothing. They really have nothing. All right. Yes, Brenda. I had the same reaction you did when I first heard it because Ed told me about it. Yes. And he said, you got to watch this uh, on, in, on Google or whatever. And so I actually watched it live. And she actually played the gender card because she said men say much worse than this and they get away with it and you're you're fining me or you know penalizing me because I'm a woman but but she had <clears throat> called him a name she called him a thief oh yeah I heard she that she called him a thief and then he got mad about that and then she said well men say lots worse things than that and what really struck me is her losing the argument at that point was that just because somebody else does it doesn't right. mean it's okay. That's so she, right. she pulled all this stuff out about I'm a mother and I, you know, I'm trying to, to be a good influence to my, my children and 
I would never cheat, and you're, you're disparaging my reputation, and I want an apology from you. That's amazing. But when she said men do it too and they get away with it, it was like you just lost the whole argument. That's right. right. You know, that's, yeah. that's not a valid point. And Everybody it, that runs the, the red light's okay, so I can run the red light too? No, you're still wrong. That's right. So it, it was interesting that when you really dug down into what she said, she lost her logic because she got so mad. She lost it. She just lost it. I would hate for that to be my mother or wife. No, it was bad. We're going to play it tomorrow on the show, so you'll get a chance to see it. Uh, there one other point I wanted to make. So, one last thing. A friend of mine told me this story. How do I want to tell this story? A friend of mine told me this story that his father was a lawyer. He became a lawyer when he was a young man. And now he's like old, he's like really old, and he re- retired and stuff like that. And the father said that he only became a lawyer because his mother told him that go and become a lawyer. And he said he lived all his life not knowing what he wanted to do in life. And he wasn't that good at being a lawyer because he was insecure. He wasn't the type of lawyer you need to be to get clients and things like that. And I'm thinking, wow, that's evil. And so I wanted to bring that up because I want the mothers to stop telling the children what they want to be in life. They already know what they want. Let, let, let them discover it. Because if they become what you want them to become, they're not going to be happy being what you want them to be. Stop living through your kids. And a lot of parents do that. They, especially mothers, but not only. They force their kids to become what they want them to be, and they live through their kids. And that's evil. This stuff is happening in the homes. You're, you're living with the enemy. The parents are screwing their own kids up. Isn't that something? And then they go out in the world, they blame it on racism and the police and all that kind of stuff. And it's just not true. It's happening right there in the home. But now that the men are becoming men, it's going to stop because the men are going to stand between the children and the mothers. And it won't happen. All right? Carlos, your name's Carlos, right? Caesar. I mean, Caesar. Hell, Caesar, do you mind telling them just the part about when you woke up, now your kids are changing and all that kind of stuff? Uh, it's such a fascinating story. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, um, I suffered from, you know, I was a whole uh, cocktail of uh, anger and insecurities, insecurities and everything. Anyways, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I woke up and uh, the reason I, I um, it was so important for me um, was because my kids were calling me out. On my uh, my anger, yeah. You know, my own daughter was like, "Dad, you know what? There's when I when I think of you as a, I just picture you being moody, angry, and I don't know what kind of mood you're going to be in when I see you." You know. Um, anyways, but long story short, yeah, I woke up and um, it's just been a, a really amazing ride. And my kids are, I'm not really. I always say this, like I'm not really trying anymore. Yeah. It's just kind of, it, it, it is what it is. It's happening, and my kids are just, you know, they're, they're changing along with me as well. Absolutely. Don't know how to put it into words, but it's just happening. And the reason I want him to make that point, because of ourselves, we can do nothing. And so in that fallen state, you're being controlled by Satan. He's causing you to do the things that you wouldn't ordinarily do. It's not you. He's causing you to do it. Likewise, when you wake up and come back to the Father, he's going to cause you to do good. Be good and do good. 
you're not in control. So when men and women wake up, it's, especially the men, it's going to affect your wife. It's going to affect your, your children. It's going to, that love that's coming through you, which is of the Father, is everlasting life. And so it's going to restore everything through you once you wake up. And, it, and, and as he was saying, you have nothing to do with it. It just happens. It really happens. Just like you have nothing to do with what Satan is doing to you. It's not you, it's him. It's Satan that's made a home inside of you. All right? So what I need to do, because I know I saw some more hands, but let me wind down real fast. Um, so I want you to know that you can't draw yourself unto God. God draws you unto him. It's, you can't go down in the front of the church and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior and say, oh, I'm sending them back home, right? It doesn't work that way. And the reason he does it is because your soul is wicked and he's not just going to let an evil heart enter into the kingdom of heaven because that's the nature of Satan. And so all these people are going down confessing Jesus. Their hearts have not changed and that's why they have not entered into the kingdom of heaven within and their lives are not changing. God will draw you unto him. He really will. And all you who are waking up out there and here, it's because he's drawing you unto him. He's waking you up so you can become his son or daughter and he can work through you, create love through you. You're not waking up. You're not going to God and just getting into heaven because your heart is wicked. All right. And so here's the proof. Ed going to read. Uh, do you want to read it from my Bible? Ed, or? I got one here. OK. And so you read it from John 6, 41 to 51. It's funny when you look it up in Google, there's 15 different versions of this, you know, all, all the different. Read it from here because it's so nice. This one's not bad. I like for Ed to read because he's white. <laughs> and he read well. 641 to 51. Okay. Yeah. Always done it. Meanwhile, the Jews were complaining to each other about him because he had said, I am the bread that has come down from heaven. They were saying, surely this is Jesus, son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know. How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus said in reply to them, stop complaining to each other less drawn by the Father who sent me, and I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has listened to the Father and learned from him comes to me. Not that anybody has seen the Father except him who has his being from God. He has seen the Father. In all truth, I tell you, everyone who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the desert, and they are dead. But this is the bread which comes down from heaven, so that a person may eat it and not die. I'm living bread which has come down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh for the life of the world. Isn't that amazing? So what's, what's this happening to those who are awake? You are, you have returned to the Father. And through him, he's teaching you all things. Really. The world going to think that you're a dummy, but you're smarter than they are. Believe me, because your, your wisdom is simple and easy and light, and, and to the intellectual world, life can't be that way. You have to be brilliant. You know, you have to have, like Michael Eric Dyson, you know who he is? Michael Dyson is a black professor, liberal to the core, and when he speaks, he uses all these words. You have no idea what he's talking about. And I've debated him several times, and he's like, go on and on and on. I'm like, no one knows what you just said, man. 
He said nothing. But he feel good with those words, you know. But and so your simplicity is what's going to blow them away. Because the wisdom of God is simple, it's easy, and it's smart, and it destroys. All right? So you are waking up. Let no man teach you anything. All right? Even when you hear me, let it go in one ear and out the others. Don't hold on to it. Because if you hold on to it, you only know it because I said it, not because you see it for yourself. Don't hold on to knowledge or anything. And it's going to blow your mind. He will teach you all things. He, he draw you unto him. When you wake up, you live. And that night, you die. And you start to have a real life. All right? So do the silent prayer. Stay with the prayer. Uh, and, and for those who are doing the hooping and hollering prayer, do your little hooping and hollering stuff. See how far that gets you. All right? <laughs> and, and then do the silent prayer so you can see. All right? And then eventually the, the hooping and hollering thing will fall away, and you'll be on the right track. Um, so make sure you do the prayer. And, you know, if you need counseling, we have counseling as well. The best counseling service on this side of heaven. And what else? Don't forget to support us and donate to the church and the organization. We absolutely need your support. Uh, tune into the radio and TV show. Uh, we have a brand new article on Warren at Dillon this week. I wrote about how, oh, I've been attacked by Media Matters. You heard about them? A far-left liberal, godless organization filled with lesbians. <laughs> And so they want to shut me down on YouTube and all that kind of stuff, so we're fighting back. And that's fun. Uh, so here we are. That's it, Ermis? That's it. That's it. So thank you for tuning in, folks. I absolutely appreciate it. And thank you all for coming. I appreciate it. <laughs> Amazing.